Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. The Pacers, in their first action since the All-Star break, lose. So it's like nothing changed. But it was overtime to the Celtics. Going down 142 to 138. I mean, scoring ain't your problem here, is it? Tony Katz, good to be with you. JMV joins me right now from 93.5-1075. The fan in Indianapolis, the voice of Indiana sports. I I, want to say this team is terrible. I want to say this team is lost. And certainly, when you look at the record, 26-35, 18-15 at home, you're like, yeah, this is not a good team, except... I don't think they're not a a good team. I think this is all the promise in the world. And when I see in overtime and 138 points, I don't look at it like and and say, well, the problem is this, that, or the other. It's just a lucky win for the Celtics, isn't it? You can look at that this way. I thought you brought it up when you brought me on the show here, Tony, is that was all about defense last night. They just could not. When they started knocking down shots in the third and that continued in the fourth, they just could not get any different or I should say any distance between themselves and the Celtics because they couldn't get stops defensively they could not hold the Celtics to one shot attempt they were not good on the glass other than miles that has been problematic but no it is the defense and that is one thing Tony that we're going to look forward to as we start to transition for the end of the regular season and then going into the offseason is what they can do to make this defense better because I think that they have pieces that can guard, maybe with the exception of Buddy Heald. I don't know if he could guard you, but they do have some pieces that can guard. It's just right now there's not a great deal of willingness, especially on the perimeter, to do it. Who's that rooter to, by the way? When you say Buddy Heald can't guard me, is that rooter to Buddy Heald or is that rooter to me? I, it's probably not a, a shining endorsement for Buddy Heald. He can shoot to three better than you can. There's no doubt about that. I mean, much better than you can. But defensively, and that's part of the issue here, Tony, is you go with Miles Turner and four guards, and bigger players are going to take advantage of it, and you're going to struggle on the glass most nights. And last night, you know, not being able to get a stop when you really needed it to get a little bit of distance and then not being able to get your timely rebounds, That is what sunk this team. And Tony also said this, and I know a lot of people kind of view this as going into the offseason and looking at where you're going to draft and getting another player via the draft lottery in here. When you get in that situation last night against a good team like Boston, I would rather see this young team growing together, close it at home and win it than I would with a, hey, great entertaining game and you lost, but hey, look at where you are as far as the draft lottery is concerned. I would rather see them see them close that game uh, in the fashion in which I wish they would have last night than talk about any draft coming up in June. And that part to me was disappointing. Is this a team that you, know, you bring up June? Is this a team that's already kind of saying to itself, all right, playoffs are on us. Let's just, let's just try and be competitive basketball. I mean, it, it seems to me that, you know, a, a winning streak here and a losing streak for somebody else puts you in that top eight. Is this a team that's given up on the idea of playoff basketball? There's a um, there's a game we used to play in college. I'm sure you did too. Probably even high school called "Would You Rather," 
uh, kind of a dirty game, but it was a fun game. Would you rather, uh, if you were going to ask, I think, the higher-ups and the Pacers right, right now, would you rather, you know, win games and then squeeze into the postseason, into that play-in game situation, or would you rather look to the future? I would bet in private, not publicly, they would say they would rather see them in position to help build this team even further. But to these guys, Tony, these players are out there. They're not messing around here. They want to win. You could see that last night. Halliburton got into it with Marcus Smart. I mean, these guys were engaged. These guys were emotional. They have 21 games remaining. And these guys that are on the floor don't care anything about that. The front office may privately. The fans may publicly. But these guys are out there to do one thing and one thing only and win. And I would not want that any other way. Talking to JMV from 93.5107.5, the fan, the voice of Indiana sports. Let us break down the game that is the game. I think it's 730. Uh, and, uh, of course, you'll be able to listen to it. And it is IU-Purdue, uh, the fifth-ranked Boilermakers, against the 17th-ranked Hoosiers. Uh, this is the rematch. IU taking that first game. Uh, this isn't about whether or not they're going to go uh, – go on this isn't about the dance this isn't about any of that this is about pride from beginning to end this game tell me i'm wrong no 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 no. and how about a little revenge factor two things that spring out to me in talking about this it's i talked to matt painter on wednesday you know obviously the first half back in january in bloomington sunk the boilermakers turning the ball over not hitting free throws that led to that outcome and the Boilermakers want some payback. There's no question about it. But the best part about it for the fans around here is both teams are in position to be highly competitive. But I will tell you this, watching IU at Michigan State on Tuesday night, one of the chief concerns that I have, that looked like a tired group, and especially Trace Jackson Davis. And I know that he had been quoted as saying earlier that, hey, we don't have time to be tired. I don't have time to be tired. But it, it, tired has plenty of time for you, and it looked like that they did at Michigan State on Tuesday. I don't know if having that kind of bubble of days before Saturday helps, but, Tony, I will tell you this. Purdue's been off since they played on Sunday and got that win at home over Ohio State. This time of year, that is a big deal because a 20-game Big Ten season is an absolute grind. You can tell these guys are grinded. I think you can certainly tell that IU is a little bit tired. It's going to be a tough atmosphere and a tough game. But these two teams are competitive, and they are bringing back what IU and Purdue fans certainly want, high-level, high-caliber basketball against one another. We saw that in game number one, and I have expectations of that coming up tomorrow night. As you watch this matchup, who needs it more? Right. I, I, don't get me wrong. They both want it. But as you're heading into this to this wrapping up, you've got conference uh, play. And then, of course, uh, you're, you're playing for a championship. Who actually needs this win more to make this team realize, you know what? This belongs to us. We have all the opportunity in the world. Uh, Tony, IU needs it more. And here's the reason why is because you want to get up in that double by Big Ten conference tournament space and. If you watched last night, Northwestern had a 19-point lead, blew that in the second half, and lost. And they were also in the double-by category. You have an amazing amount of Big Ten teams. I'm thinking off the top of my head, maybe eight teams that are all kind of stuffed in the middle outside of Purdue and then going all the way down to Ohio State and Minnesota and teams that aren't any good. 
all these teams that have the opportunities to make a move. And right now, beyond the fact that this is your, your rival and you would love to sweep them, IU would just like to get into that double buy or stay in, in this case, that double buy for the Big Ten Conference Tournament situation um, where Purdue is obviously going to be as well. So to answer your question fully, this is a much bigger game for IU. You lose and you kind of get shoved back down into that really thick middle of Big Ten teams where the final two games of this Big Ten regular season could go any direction for either of them. You making a prediction? Do we get a call from you? Uh, who, yeah, who, I think uh, going to lose by 10. I think, uh, wait, say that again. 10. Whoa, 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 whoa. Say yeah. that again slowly. Sorry. Purdue by 10. Oh, my. Is that bad? Oh, my. Hey, Tony, hold on a second, though, Tony. You know, 10 points is nothing in basketball anymore. Remember, you watched basketball back in the day, Tony, and you'd think, man, a double-digit lead. There's no way you're going to overcome that. But with three-point shooting and the way teams go on runs today, and I use kind of exception to that rule. They're not a great three-point shooting team, at least in volume. But a 10-point lead is not that much. A 10-point game is really not that much. I just think Purdue is going to have much more, especially with that rest at home. And I think to a degree they're going to give IU the business by 10 points on Saturday night. Uh, while I'm still talking college basketball before I let you go, the IU women are still ranked second? Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't see what South Carolina did last night. Um, they were number one, right? Yeah, and they're they still, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're number one at 28-0, and, and yeah. IU is, I think, 27-1. and Yeah, and IU, Iowa lost the other night, so IU won the Big Ten Conference regular season title outright. Uh, Iowa's got Caitlin Clark. I think that's in Iowa. Is that this weekend, I believe? I just don't know what South Carolina – I didn't get up and look this morning what South Carolina did last night. But, yeah, I use number two. And IU, Tony, is right there. That's one of those teams that you would pick going to the Final Four. That is a veteran team with a lot of pieces and certainly worthy of that second ranking right now. I think this number two nonsense is a bunch of hooey. And I don't appreciate <laughs> you being okay with it. Hey, by the way, put tater tots on your list, would you please? Come on, dude. Oh, my list of, my list of fries. Yeah, so yeah. I had that up there. Uh, what are your fries? There are only four slots that I could use for a poll yeah. on Twitter, and it was it was curly fries, steak fries, waffle fries, or shoestring fries. You could add crinkle cut. Uh, and, but, but a tot is not a fry. A tot is its own category. Oh, no, 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 no. If, if it's potato, in this case tater, it's in the fry category. So do I potato mean, skins fried, count? Right? It's fried. No, pota- Tony, you're my dude and all, but you got to put tater tots on there. Your list is nothing without tater tots. Do my do potato skins count? Um, no, they don't. See, see, now you now you're just like a guy just spitting into the wind. What about no, poutine? No, no, Can I throw potato. poutine in? It's like a baked potato. Tater skins are like a baked potato. Not if they're I mean, done properly. Like potato chips, just like potato chips. You're from Southern Indiana. You're going to tell me about baked potatoes <laughs> and how they should I be done, like they weren't fried. You hey, lie. Any, you lie ask, through your teeth, JMV. Ask your audience out there if tater tots should be on your list. Tater tots should be on every list. That's not the point. <laughs> tater tots should be a list of, on the list of top five presidential candidates. Yes. Tater yes, tots everywhere. True. But clearly, we're, we're going to have to bracket this thing up. This is going to have to become a thing. So You got it, buddy. Well, let me know how it goes. But I just, 
you know, I don't often point out when you make a mistake because I'm assuming in your mind you never make one, but that was one that you did. And I, I'm sorry I had to point it out. Wow, man. What is the – man, you don't put tater tots on a list and JMV comes with the freaking heat. <laughs> I'm from southern Indiana. We had that every meal. Of course you did. For every meal. Of course you did instead of cereal. Just a bowl of tater tots all, and milk. We all end up looking like tater tots with legs, too, as an end result. JMV, I appreciate you being with us on the <laughs> drivehubler.com hotline.